Welcome to the Apple in Higher Education podcast series. You'll hear compelling and inspirational stories about professors, researchers, and IT professionals using Apple technology to advance teaching and learning in colleges and universities. We hope you enjoy the program. This Apple in Higher Education podcast discusses how demand for curriculum technology integration at Duke University contributed to the development of iTunes U. Tracy Futhi probably wouldn't describe herself as a psychic, but when Duke University's Vice President for Information Technology first looked at an iPod, she saw the future of education. Thanks in large part to that vision and to Futhi's leadership, Duke subsequently launched what was then the country's biggest iPod initiative. In the fall of 2004, iPod devices were distributed to all 1,400 incoming freshmen. The results of that early deployment helped drive the development of iTunes U, with Duke's faculty, staff, and students helping to shape this groundbreaking method of content distribution. Now, no one needs a crystal ball to predict that iPod, podcasting, and iTunes U will become a part of teaching and learning everywhere. Soon after Apple's iPod was introduced, Futhi began a series of conversations with Apple aimed at fostering innovation in curriculum technology integration. According to Julian Lombardi, Duke's assistant vice president of academic services and technology, Futhi saw the device's potential to introduce dynamic media into coursework. Lombardi says, Tracy recognized that iPod would allow access to rich content anytime, anywhere, and do it extremely easily. She helped gain support at the highest levels of our administration for this notion of infusing a new and emerging technology throughout our campus. Tracy also realized the value of partnering with Apple as they developed an entirely new way to distribute content. That unnamed technology evolved into what is now iTunes U, something that has fundamentally changed the way we, and many other universities, now work. Prior to the distribution of the first batch of 20-gigabyte iPod devices, Duke's Center for Instructional Technology began consultations with professors, helping them to incorporate new technologies and practices into their syllabi. At the same time, Duke's computing infrastructure was being evaluated by the Office of Information Technology, which was charged with improving and rolling out the new technical solutions. Working together, this collaborative team covered all aspects of Duke's revolutionary classroom experiment. Staff members from the IT and Center for Instructional Technology departments then worked with a select group of professors to create a curriculum roadmap for digital content integration. Jessica Mitchell and Samantha Earp say attitude and aptitude were equal selection criteria for professors selected for Duke's program called iPod First Year Experience. Earp says, We chose professors who were courageous and could pick up the ball and run with it pretty quickly. We also looked for people who would enjoy an immediate benefit in their courses. For example, an instructor who taught an intensive Spanish class required that her students do a lot of oral assignments. The iPod gave everyone the mobility and the portability they lacked. However, at that time, no central location existed to store content or share it for coursework. This need led to the development of an in-house content server. Mitchell says, In the early stages of the program, During the spring and summer of 2005, access to the content was limited to those who were enrolled in an iPod class, as well as the instructors and the teaching assistants. In the fall of 2005, Apple began working with Duke and other pilot schools to implement iTunes U 
as a way of pushing content to students and the greater academic community. Input from Duke's faculty, staff, and students, and the other pilot schools help to further define podcasting technology and iTunes U for all users. Says Mitchell, we were extremely fortunate to partner with Apple in developing this tool. We give Apple's engineers tons of feedback. Says Earp, in some courses, students only need to see a specific set of materials, depending on what section they're in. Apple worked with us to determine how to best accommodate that very granular, specialized need. That was a huge benefit. Apple got an understanding of our use cases, and we learned how the product could be used to create the best possible outcomes for our students. Since faculty and students were already familiar with and using iTunes, Earps and Mitchell's teams saw that the technology would give pervasive access to academic content without the need to create, manage, and provide training for a new tool. Also, using iTunes and iPod would give Duke the opportunity to move quickly with its goal of providing pervasive access to academic content. With the addition of a Belkin ToonTalk recorder to an iPod, every user had the ability to create a podcast. Lombardi says, At that point, the iPod truly became a portable content creation and consumption device. Students could post content to iTunes U, and they could distribute it to faculty and their peers. Students' enthusiastic acceptance of podcasting and iTunes U rapidly accelerated the faculty's technology adoption. Lombardi adds, After giving an iPod to each freshman the first year, the second year we only distributed them to students enrolled in courses using iPod. An Italian course that used iPods was packed, while the professor teaching without iPods couldn't get enough students to hold a class. What that says to me was that Duke's commitment to technology innovation and general course relevance gave our students a reason for wanting to be in this new and exciting learning environment. More than 80 courses in several schools on campus, including humanities, social studies, and sciences, now make iPod players a requirement. Additionally, Duke's iTunes U site offers a rich blend of digital content to thousands of visitors each month. Duke's Fuqua School of Business also has launched an iTunes U site where users and the public can download speeches, interviews, and conference presentations. Earp says, Our instructors tell us that the use of iPod has transformed the way they use media in their classes. The ease of having everything in your iPod when you go to your class, to be able to queue up music, films, lectures, and other content, really makes the in-class teaching experience go much more smoothly. Faculty members say that once their content becomes digital, they spend much less time on the logistical stuff. Duke's faculty continually share stories about the improvements they've seen in students' work. Lombardi says, One professor assigned a term paper in the form of a podcast. The quality of the podcasts exceeded anything this professor had seen in all previous years of assigning written papers. Because the podcasts would be available to all students in the class, the professor believes peer pressure played a significant role in ensuring high-quality projects. There was actually more revising with the podcasts than would have been normal for a standard term paper, and students were much more careful. Duke University has always sought ways to differentiate itself with innovative educational initiatives and the use of leading-edge technologies. As Lombardi, Earp, and Mitchell look toward the future, they see iPod and iTunes U as the keys to delivering a competitive advantage to Duke. Lombardi says, The whole iTunes U concept is one that resonates across campus. 
I can't envision any other forcing functions that would have led to the broad-scale distribution of these technologies and the positioning that Duke now has internationally. Fortunately, Tracy had the insight to see that this first-rate consumer product, the iPod, has tremendous potential at many levels. Their persistent, widespread use, semester after semester, speaks to the success of this program. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Apple in higher education, please visit apple.com forward slash education.